Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV... This is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right, all right. Check one, two, one, two. This is Michael Rappaport, and you are now listening to the I Am Rappaport podcast. What a fucking weekend. What a week. What a weekend. I just got back to sunny Los Angeles. I have been in New York City for the past week preparing and participating in the NBA All-Star Weekend in New York City. If you're not a basketball fan, you could still listen to this podcast because I'm going to tell you about all and every fucking endeavor that I did this weekend, the parties, the people, the celebrities, the freezing cold that bit me in the face. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast, and we're going to get into it right now. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast, live. You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in. I am Rappaport.com. Because every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set. A seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit. Rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track because he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions. Toasted bagel, cream cheese, and locks. This is I am Rappaport. The show never stops. We might catch him out in public. Stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo. Wiggle, please. 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 W
Yes. All right. So as everybody in the world already knows, last week I participated in the NBA Sprite Celebrity All-Star Game live from Madison Square fucking garden. And if you don't know the history, I am the a former MVP winner. I think it was 2010 or 2011. And then I am also a three-point shootout winner. The only person in the history of the Celebrity All-Star Game to win both contests. It's been both awards. Kevin Hart is now a four-time MVP, but he has never won the three-point shootout. I have won that, and I won the MVP. So Kevin Hart, I'm fucking unimpressed with the fact that you have won the MVP four times in a row. So let me just walk you through the weekend. So Thursday... I settled down in New York, and I went to Madison Square Garden to pick up my gear, and when I was picking up my gear and uniform, they were, they were rehearsing. You know, it's a, it's a produced show. They were rehearsing the All-Star Game, so the Jersey Boys were performing, they were doing the camera shit, da, da, da. and I walk out onto the, the, the court of Madison Square Garden, and there's no one out there, so I'm like, holy shit. So I get up some shots. I practice, 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 practice. And I'm like, I'm getting the jitterbugs out. I'm going to be great for the game because Friday night's the game. I'm going to be nervous. But now that I'm shooting on Madison Square Garden Court for the first time, I'll be ready to go. Now, I did suffer. This is not an excuse. But if I was going to make an excuse, this would be my excuse. I did suffer an injury a week before with my rigorous training. I don't know what the fuck it was. The doctors were not able to diagnose this. It was some sort of lingering cramp thing in the back of my knee. Uh, I was treating it. I am not going to say that I took some PEDs, but I'm also not going to say that I didn't take any PEDs, okay? I'm just going to keep it really innocuous. That's right. I just said innocuous, but I was fucking hampering from this injury. Sore. Very, very, very sore, 24 hours a day. And when I would run, when I would jump, if you could call it that, it would fucking hurt. So Friday's the big game. I get to the arena early, four hours early, way before anybody else that was participating in the game got to Madison Square Garden. And I I found out that my team consisted of Shoni Schimmel, who is a WNBA player. She's a fucking badass. If you don't know who Shoddy Schimmel is, look her up. She's fucking dope. She's a bad fucking ass. She's tough. She could shoot. She could play. She's She won, uh, you know, Rookie of the Year last year in the WNBA. I had Tina Thompson, Kevin Hart. I had this dude, Blake Leeper. Blake Leeper is a Olympic athlete. He is the fastest man with no legs, okay? They call him fucking, you know, like he's like Blade Runner. Like the fucking Oscar Pisterius guy who bugged out. This dude is the American representative of the para- paraplegic Olympics. And he broke that record. And I said to him, I said, you know, this is fucking great, Blake. Because you are considered the fastest man with no legs. And I am considered one of the slowest people with two legs. He fucking loved that. This fucking guy, it was probably one of the most special, coolest people I met the whole weekend. And I met all kinds of people I'm going to get inside later. So he was on the team. Kristen Ledlow was on the team. Fucking Carmelo Anthony was the coach. 
I mean, this 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 team was stacked. The other team, of course, had Monet Davis, <clears throat> some big motherfucker from Arcade Fire. Win Butler was his fucking name. Nobody, I didn't know who the fuck he was, but but he was a big big motherfucker, and he was a problem in the post. Okay, Ansel Elcourt, actor from uh, you know, all kinds of shit. Really cool dude, tall. You know, uh, you know the, the, the fault in our star, stars actor. He's going to be big fucking time. He's already big time. He's already fucking big time. He's super cool, nice dude. Again, a Chadwick Boseman, who was on my team. Nick Cannon was on the other team. Fucking Robert Perra, this young dude who owns the fucking Memphis Grizzlies. Shoney Schimmel. Skylar Diggins was on the other team. Skylar Diggins and my man, Anthony Anderson. So... We get out there. I, I, I'm hampered. I'm already fucking hampered before the game starts. But my guy, my guy Barr, who's the trainer for the Knicks, he did some shit to me before, and he stretched me out on the Carmelo Anthony table. Okay, he said you are being stretched out and 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 worked out on the Carmelo Anthony table. I said, well, when Carmelo comes back to play, you tell him that it's now the fucking Michael Rappaport table. Okay, so I was in the training room. They, they were working on me. They were fucking massaging me, stretching me, putting ointments on me. I was eating beet juice shots. Okay, if you read beet juice shots, you drink that shit, it's supposed to fucking give you superpowers. All right, so 20,000 motherfucking people showed up to watch this game. 20,000 fucking people paid to watch the Celebrity All-Star Game. Can you fucking believe that? So... The game starts, and there's 20,000 motherfuckers in this fucking Madison Square. It's sold out. You can't, you can't buy a ticket. You could buy tickets like, you know, they were being scalped. If you could believe, this is true shit. I was like, there's, I said, can I just get a batch of 50 tickets, and I'll give them away to fill, like, seat fillers. I have friends, cousins, friends. Of, no, there's no more tickets. Where are the tickets? They're sold out. They're sold out. I can't, I, I was shocked by that. So anyway, so the game starts, and, and, and the first thing that you realize when you're playing in one of these celebrity games in a professional arena is, 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 is the length of the fucking court. The court is 94 feet of loving, 94 feet of pain. I was playing basketball preparing at the YMCA and the JMCC, which is the fucking Jewish YMCA, okay? The court is probably 75 feet, 80 at the most, those extra 20, 15 feet, they're, they're, it's no fucking joke. It's no fucking joke, okay? And yes, I told you guys before the game, I said this. I don't need John Barry, who, who, who's a former NBA player, and I don't need John Barry, who's, the, who's doing the, uh, the play-by-play of the game, to comment on the way I'm running. I told you guys before the game started, I told you guys many times, even when I wasn't talking about the Celebrity All-Star Game, I told you, when I run, when Michael Rappaport runs, yes, I talked about myself in the third party. When I run, it does look like I have shit in my pants. I'm, I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with it. I've tried to fight it my whole life. Nothing I can do with it, okay? People have their, their, their blessings and their curses. People have their strong points, and, and they're not so strong points. And, and the way I run and the speed at which I run is not a strong point, okay? You want to talk about loafs? You want to have loaf talk? That's a strong point for me, okay? The way I run, yes, I run like I have a fucking pile of shit, like a steamer in 
my shorts. Okay, and I wear, I was wearing compression shorts, so it looks like I'm running with a fucking flattened pile of shit in my pants. I don't care, but I don't need John fucking Barry, Rick Barry's son, former NBA player, very acclaimed NBA player, long career. Rappaport looks like he's this, Rappaport looks like, he can't say he looks like he has a pile of shit in his pants because it's ESPN, you can't say that. But I know he wanted to say that. But John Barry's my man. He he was the he was the one who pushed for me to get the MVP in 2010 or 11, whatever the fuck that was. But that's in the past. That's in the fucking past. So the game starts. I am. There's a few sequences where it's up and down, up and down. Okay, and we're two minutes in game. The, the score is four to two. I get the ball for the first time because again, these fucking guys, Kevin Hart. I love you. You're my man, 50 grand. Common, I fucking love you. You're my man. I love these dudes. These fucking guys, they don't pass the fucking rock. They don't like to pass the fucking rock. They are going at the All-Star game the way they should, like it's an All-Star game. But I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a point guard. I'm not a ball handler. I like the ball on the wing, and I like the ball in the post. All right, so if you're not a ball handler, just like in the in the NBA All-Star game, the guards usually Russell Westbrook, Stephon Curry, people who have the ball in their hand, they're usually the ones who win MVP. That's just the facts in an All-Star game. And this is a fucking celebrity All-Star game. So I get the ball first time. I started the game, of course. Of course, because people know what I could bring to the table. I get the ball first time. Somebody passed me the ball. Thank God. I was like, fuck this. I'm shooting. I, I, I go to the basket to left. Nick Cannon, another good dude, friend of mine, love him, respect him. He fucking body checks me, okay? I I shoot the shot. It goes off the glass, rolls off the rim, and I'm expecting it to be the whistle be blown because this motherfucker just, like, he didn't even foul me. He just, like, ran into me. And I could take hard fouls. I'm on that no blood, no foul shit. But there's two referees, three referees, who I tried to pay off before the game. I went to half court. I said, yo, listen, guys, this is a celebrity all-star game. I'm one of the only guys here representing New York City. Let's do the right thing. They're like, hey, Mike, these are NBA refs or, or almost NBA refs. You were, they know me. They're cool. We're fans. Okay, so what am I, I? Maybe I drop a couple of $50 bills. Maybe you pick it up and we get the fucking, we get things going. No, we can't do that. I said, all right, well, just remember I made the offer. Okay, so maybe you don't take the $50 bill, but just remember I make the offer. So I get hammered by Nick Cannon. It's on the videotape, and I say, no whistle, and I say to the ref on live TV, God damn, make the fucking call, and at that point, I realized, oh shit, I might have just said that on live television during a celebrity all-star game, and the ref goes, whoop, blows the whistle, and they call a technical, and I go, what the fuck, man, you got to make the fucking call, okay, this is real shit, this really happened. I got a technical foul within the first four minutes of a celebrity all-star game. The score was four to fucking two. Now, I was really pissed that they didn't make the call. I'm out of my mind, okay? I am out of my mind. I have a problem, okay? And then Chris Mullen goes, he sees my face. Chris Mullen, who I wouldn't say he's a friend of mine. We've never hung out. I see him at these events. I love Chris Mullen. I've always loved Chris Mullen. He's a good dude. He's got a very good sense of humor. He's a New York dude. He's a Brooklyn guy. We get each other. He's older than me. I really have true fucking respect for Chris Mullen. He goes, yo, Mike, cool out. And I go, whoa, yeah, of course, Chris Mullen. I'm out of my fucking mind. 
I just got a technical during a celebrity game. And then Alan Houston, who's like one of the nicest, sweetest, kindest, most appropriate, just gentlemen that have ever played in the NBA, be hard-pressed to find somebody to say anything about Alan Houston. Former Nick, had to retire early because of injuries. He says, yo, Mike, calm down. You only get one more of those, meaning you only get one more tech, then they're going to throw you out of the celebrity all-star game. That's what the fuck's going to happen. So I go, fuck, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. I calm down. I fucking snap out of it. Okay, so the game proceeds to play on. Now, what I did do, what I did do well is I was setting smashing, crushing picks on Skylar Diggins, who's probably considered the prettiest or one of the most prettiest female athletes, definitely one of the most prettiest, sexiest female athletes in the WNBA. Shoni Shimble was taking her, and I was setting blasting picks. Nobody was calling picks. If you don't know basketball, it's like when you set like a, like a you block them. And, and, and basketball 101 is if somebody's setting a pick, you say, pick, pick, so the person doesn't. One time, I fucking, she ran right into me. But this fucking lady is a fucking fine-tuned machine. She took the fucking pick and kept going. I'm thinking she's going to be like, yo, don't set that fucking pick so hard. It's a celebrity. It's nothing to her. I'm talking about fucking Charles Oakley would have been fucking proud of this fucking pick. Okay? Two or three of those, boom. Then, late in the first quarter, who the fuck passed me the ball? I think it was Shoni Schimmel. She passed me the fucking ball in the corner. And the 24-second clock runs out. Fuck that. I knew the 24-second clock ran out. I'm, I'm in the corner. I'm going to get it. I'm in the NBA three-point line. I bury the three. I bury the fucking three. Am I the only one who's going crazy? Yes, because everybody else knows the whistle blew because the 24-second clock ran out. But I make the fucking three. I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay, I got the jitterbugs out. I missed my first shot, made this fucking three. I'm exhausted. I say to Skylar Diggins, what the fuck, Skylar Diggins? They're they're, they're calling 24 seconds. It's a celebrity all-star game. And she says, what the fuck, Michael Rappaport? Why are you getting technical fouls in a celebrity all-star game? I'm here all week, folks. Okay, so that's about the first quarter of the game. I took a break. Now, because I was dealing with this fucking injury, I, I was told, do not, do not, do not, do not get stiff on the bench. So I was stretching. I'm a great stretcher. The one fucking thing that I was the best at All-Star Weekend is stretching. Okay, even in the locker room, Chris Mullen, Common, they were like, yo, you're fucking flexible. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I am fucking flexible, Chris Mullen. Okay, some people jump the highest, some people run the fastest, some people are the strongest, some people are the best shooters, some people are the best passers, some people are the best dunkers. I could fucking put my my fucking legs above my head. Okay, everybody has their strong suits. All right, just like I said earlier. All right, so I sit down on the bench. The game's going well. We have this dude Blake Leaper again, who's considered the he's not considered he is the fastest man with no legs. He's a fucking beast. Such a sweet kid. Look him up, Blake Leaper, L E E P E R, fucking Olympic medalist. He's a fucking beast. He's so fucking fast. Just such a good dude. He's out there playing his fucking ass off. Carmelo Anthony's our coach. But this fucking guy who comes off the bench for the other team, which is being coached by Mike Golick from Mike and Mike. Mike Greenberg is coaching my team. And and, and Carmelo's our assistant coach. And fucking Spike Lee's the assistant coach of the other team. This guy, Wynn Butler. Look him up. He's a fucking animal. He's Canadian. 
He, I guarantee you he weighs about 250 pounds. He's bigger than me. He's about six fucking four. Again, he was wearing a headband. He had long hair. He looks like a big fucking shit. You don't think he's going to be effective as a basketball player, but he knew his strengths. He goes to the left. He's big. He was in the post. And I said to Carmelo, I said, because we couldn't guard him. Real fucking talk. Because you don't know. You don't scout this shit out. Real fucking talk. We could not guard this motherfucker. Uh, you know, uh, Chadwick Bozeman was giving him a try. Common was giving him a try. He was a fucking beast. And I said, you know what, Mike? Mike Greenberg, put me in there. And Carmelo's like, yeah, go in there and put that wood on him. I said, yeah, Carmelo. I'm, now I'm getting excited. Like, Carmelo's amping me up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put that motherfucking wood on him. Like, the forearm. I want to fucking, not like, you know, fuck him. You know, like, lay that wood or lay that pipe. Like, you know, push him around. I'm like, fuck that. I get in the game. First thing I do is put my fucking forearm right in his fucking chest. You know what he does? He pushes it down. Never a good sign, which meant I'm not pussy Michael Rapport. I'm 250 fucking pounds. I'm I'm Canadian, and I could probably I probably played hockey. I'm ready to fight out here. He laughed when I forearmed him. This fucking guy was a beast. Not a great player again, but just big lumbering motherfucker with big legs, like he chops trees. It's a big fucking guy. But I, he didn't score on me. He didn't fucking score on me. All right, Monet Davis, I'm going to tell you what it's like with playing against Monet Davis, all right? Monet Davis is ice cold, all right? I saw her face. When we came out for the jump ball, she wasn't like, oh, shit, there's Kevin Hart. Oh, shit, there's Common. Oh, shit, there's Anthony Anderson. Monet Davis is a real athlete. She wasn't impressed with anybody. I don't think she had a fucking clue who I was. Yeah, I threatened her. I put it out there on the last podcast. I'll take you down, Monet Davis. She either she knew who I was and was giving me like the ice grill, or I, she just didn't give a fuck. She was out there to play, and she was bringing the fucking noise to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was playing well too, but Monet Davis spun on her, and it was it was real. And she's just ice cold. That was the thing I was most impressed with her is that she just wasn't like it wasn't like a celebrity all star game to her. It was a game. She was not impressed with any of the fucking the fanfare, the hoopla, the ninety four foot court, the fucking cameras. She wasn't fucking around. So she's a real fucking talent. She's the real deal. I, I, I wish her the best of luck. I did punch your shit, Monet Davis. I blocked your shit out of bounds in the second half. That happened. It's on video fucking tape. Okay? I, I, I went up one other time. I tried to block your shit. I almost landed on you and Kevin Hart. I would have fucking destroyed both of you if that happened. Thank God it didn't happen. But Monet Davis, you get nothing but respect. You're, you're such a sweet... Sweet girl, cool, low-key, nice family, and and she was great. She was great. It was great to see her out there. It was great to meet her. It was great to play with her. It was another one of the people who I, who I was really excited to meet. She was great. So I got back in the game, second quarter. It's a tight game. It's probably the best celebrity all-star game that's ever been played because there was a lot of people that had played in it before, like Kevin Hart, Common, Anthony Anderson, myself, the girls, you know, that were out there, the NBA, the WMA girls, they were keeping it competitive. Their team was ahead. It was because of this fucking Win Butler guy. I got a fucking, I don't know how I got the ball. I got the ball again. Got the ball again by the NBA three-point line. Now, here's what happened. I shot an air ball. It happened to the best of them. But I'm going to explain to you why. While I was shooting the ball, I caught the fact that Chris Mullen was guarding me. And I swear to God, I had an out-of-body experience. While I was shooting, I was like, oh, shit, Chris Mullen is guarding me in Madison Square Garden where he played college ball sensationally for St. John's during the Big East era, the golden era of the Big East tournament. 
and I'm about to shoot the ball, and I'm about to make a shot with Chris Mullen sort of guarding me. He's about five feet away, so it's sort of guarding me. But that went through my head, and I shot a – it wasn't a brick. It was fucking short, okay? And I was like, oh, fuck, because I had said to myself before the game, don't shoot any NBA threes. It's out of your fucking range. So not only did I, did I shoot an NBA three, but I stepped back into it. Do you understand? I could have shot it from, from – a closer distance, but I stepped back in it because I had just buried one, even though it was after the 24-second clock, five minutes ago. Fucking air ball. So the play is continuing, running up and down the fucking court. That's one of the most annoying things about basketball is the running. I, I, I just realized that, like, fuck, I run up here, they missed a layup. Run back there, make a layup. Run back there, turnover. Run back. Fuck this shit. I am dying. There was one sequence where it was five sprints back and forth, and I ran all the way, and I was like, fuck this shit, man. Fuck it. Fuck this shit. Okay? So halftime go- comes up. We go into the locker room. Somebody's performing in halftime. Motherfuckers are in the halftime. People are fucking breathing hard. Okay? People are stretching. Alan Houston, he wasn't sweating at all. Okay, former former Nick Allen. This was like a fucking like a walk in a spring day at Central Park. Kristen Ledlow. I said, Kristen Ledlow. It's fucking no joke out there. She said, No, Mike. It is no fucking joke out there. Okay, this dude, this Olympic athlete who I told you about, uh, Leaper. This is a joke to him. Blake Leaper. These are this guy's a fucking Paralympic gold medalist. This is nothing to him. But for me, I'm dying. Kevin Hart's fucking stretching. People are fucking. You know, I wanted an oxygen shot. They didn't supply me with one. And, uh, you know, we, that's what was going on in the locker room. You know, I took pictures. Shoney Schimmel's a fucking beast. Tina, everybody's taking selfies. I, you know, it's like a joke to a lot of people. I, I told Common, I said, listen, you got crossed up by Justin Bieber in the game in 2012. It's on video. I told him this. I told him to his face. I said, you got crossed up by him. You do not want to get crossed up by Monet Davis. Okay? Because if you get crossed up by Justin Bieber... And then crossed up by Monet Davis, you'll be the first participant of the NBA All-Star Game to get crossed up by two 14-year-old girls. But I'm bum. I'm here all week, folks. You get it? Crossed up by Justin Bieber, crossed up by Monet Davis, 14-year-old girls. Anyway, oh, that was a good one. I actually said that. Locker room went crazy. They laughed. That, that's a real line I said. I'm, I'm quoting myself. So anyway, game continues. Made a couple of good passes. Made a couple of turnovers. Made one out of two free throws. I just, I was, I was fucking, I was, just wasn't ready, man, for that court. I, I, you know, it's not like in the, in the Y. It's not like when you're playing three on three. That court and those W, I was setting smashing, more smashing picks on Skylar Diggins. I got to tell you, I have so much respect for these WNBA players when you're out there. They're tough. They're fierce competitors. They're in fucking shape. They could shoot like a motherfucker. They play properly. They, they, they make all the right passes. All the right moves. They're aggressive on defense, and and it, they they Tina Charles, Shoni Shimble, and 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 Skylar Diggins. Enough respect. I fucking love you guys. I got the ball a couple times. My man Anthony Anderson, he was sort of out of it. Me and him were trying to go at it. Ansel Eckhart, Elcourt. I love you. I don't know how to say your last name. I might think about changing that fucking thing. Great young actor from Fault in Our Stars. He's got 4.5 million fucking Twitter fans. Big fucking star. He's a big deal. He's a big fucking deal, okay? Tall kid, good-looking kid from New York. You know, he made a couple of free throws. We lose the fucking game. It's a close game. 
you know, I'm like on the bench, like, let's fucking go. We got to fucking win this game. If we fucking lose this game, we're going to fucking be pissed off. Laugh now. Cry later, you motherfuckers. We need to fucking win. I'm saying this shit. Let's fucking go, man. Alan Houston at one point is like, Mike, shut up. Shut up. Well, he didn't say that, but I know he wanted to say, shut the fuck up. You know, he's a, he's a very, you know, well-spoken guy. But Alan Houston looked at me one time like he wanted to say, shut the fuck up. We lost the game. I was sore. Didn't perform the way I wanted to perform. Had a fucking ball. Kevin Hart wins the MVP. He was going to win the MVP whether he scored one point, 20 points. He did play well, but we lost. Usually the MVP goes to the winning team. I feel like the real MVP of the other team was this fucking win Butler, but no one fuck. It was either going to be Kevin Hart or Monet Davis. They gave it to Kevin Hart. Love him. Chris Mullen, he was there. It just was a great night. So, you know, I meet up with my friends after the game. They're like, yo, you suck. You're a fucking loser. Twitter's like, you know, you fucking suck. You didn't get any shots. My friends are like, you, you run like you got a fucking pile of shit in your pants. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, I, you fucking know that already. I don't need to be fucking reminded of it. So, you know, take a little shower, clean myself off. I stretch out some more. I've got to stretch the whole night. That's what the guy told me. Keep fucking stretching. Drink some water. Go get. We leave the garden. I, I saw Kyrie Irving when I was leaving, and I said, "Yo, I fucking love you, Kyrie Irving. You're the shit." He was like, "What's up?" And I said, "Do you remember I met you?" I said, "I met you in the casino when I was there for USA Basketball. I'm a big fan." He was like, "Oh, he was cool, really cool." I, you know, what else? Who else? There wasn't that many celebrities at the at the Celebrity All Star Game outside of the people that were playing. But then we go to the very, very uh, prestigious, hard to get a ticket thirtieth anniversary party for Jordan, all right, which is downtown at 23 Wall Street. You get it? 23 Wall Street. And it's a big fucking, like, it's like some big hall or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. Some big place. We get in there. And we, we, we go into the party. Me and my friends, I'm with three dudes, my friend Barr, Kofi, and Jason. And we get, you know, we get in pretty easily. It wasn't a problem. They give us black wristbands. Okay, black wristbands. And I'm like, I have a feeling that there's better than black wristbands. Because, you know, there's always like the fucking, let's just say the the purple wristbands, the black wristbands. And then there's like the fucking, the all-access diamond wristbands. So we're walking around, walking around, walking around. And I see there's stairs right in the middle of, of this big party. And I go up there. There's these two goon New York security guards. Good dudes. Probably like off-duty cops. They go, what's up, Mike? I go, I want to go up here. They go, let me see your wristband. I go... They go, we can't let you up because we know you. We saw you play tonight. You did a good job. I go, thanks for lying to me, but we can't let you up there. Go in the front and tell me you need the gold wristbands. So go in the front, and in the front, who's giving out the wristbands is some fucking hipster fuck. Okay? Here's where the night got interesting. So this little hipster prick, he says, I said, yo, I need the gold wristbands, yo. I'm just, I'm like, this is how I feel. I'm in New York. I just played in the All-Star game. My fucking hamstring hurts. I want the gold. I was invited to this party. My man Reggie from Jordan hooked me up. It's Jordan. It's New York City. I'm going. Yo, can I get the gold wristbands? This dude, this fucking little hipster prick says, get him out of here. Doesn't even look at me. So I say, you motherfucker. Fuck you. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? He didn't look at me when he said, get him out of here. Then I think he either recognized me or he was like, oh shit, I got a wild card on, on my hands. 
So this big security guard, like one of those fucking linemen, he goes, Mike, what's the matter? Cool out. And I go, what's the matter? This fucking guy's telling me to get the fuck out of here. This is fucking, yo, I want the fucking gold wristband. These are some bullshit wristbands. He goes, all right, calm down, calm down. He was really, he could have squashed me like a grape. This guy was huge, 350 pounds of good loving. Big motherfucker. Calm as shit, which also makes you nervous because he was chill. Because he could have literally like picked me up and thrown me. And I'm not a little guy. He goes, you'll get it, you'll get it. All right, cool, cool. I don't like this motherfucker saying, get the fuck, get him out of here. Talking to me out of the, a hipster. I guarantee you this motherfucker lives in Brooklyn. He's not from New York. And, and he had on socks with a personality. The hipster elite. He said that to me. Get him out of here. Fuck you. So anyway, I get the fucking black wristbands. My whole crew gets the black wristbands. We go upstairs. And who do we see first? Michael fucking Jordan in the motherfucking flesh. And me and my friend, we were like, oh, shit. There's Michael Jordan. I've never seen. I saw him play one time in like 87 when the Bulls weren't shit. I've never seen him play other than that. I've never seen him in real life. And I'm like, yo, shit. There's Michael Jordan. Of course, he's not dressed well. He's got a fucked up style, but he wasn't wearing anything crazy. And who is he talking to? Moses Malone, who's wearing some sort of rain hat and a rain jacket in the fucking party. And it is brick out, but Moses, yo, take your shit off, relax. So we're literally staring at Michael Jordan. I'm like, yo, it's fucking Michael Jordan. Now, I've heard so many fucking stories that Michael Jordan's a fucking prick. I've heard so many stories of him not taking selfies with people, not even giving people five, not even giving people the time of day. So we had already planned, if we see Jordan, don't say a fucking word to him. Do not say a fucking word to him. So we're literally staring at him like on some groupie shit. Like, yo, there's fucking Michael Jordan. Uh, like he's talking to Moses Malone. He's talking shit to Moses Malone. Moses Malone is like literally like Sasquatch. He's like from the backwoods. He's straight country. I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but I could hear Michael talking. They're laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Moses is huge. He's got on his fucking rain hat and some kind of some kind of like some kind of like Sherlock Holmes hat with a raincoat, which could be used as a as a, as a as a blanket or like a duvet. You could literally sew it and use it as a duvet. It's that fucking big. Moses is a big motherfucker. So we we're, we're, we follow behind Michael Jordan. He goes into this sort of exclusive area, but again, I don't want to get that close to Michael Jordan because I I have heard he shits on people. You could say Michael Jordan, I I I just lost my dog. I'm your biggest fan, and apparently, if he's not in the right mood, he's gonna just turn his back on you, which apparently happened later on when I when I ran into Action Bronson. Who I've never met before. He told me his Michael Jordan story, which I'm not going to repeat. But hopefully, I could get Action Bronson on this podcast to tell his Michael Jordan story because it's not for me to tell. If he wants to tell it, he met him for the first time that night. He can tell the story. But I would love to have Action Bronson come on here and talk about his Michael Jordan story. Anyway, any fucking way. I know this is a lot to swallow. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of my water. Hold on. Then there's these these. These these uh, couches and shit, okay? And who the fuck do I see? I see Derek Jeter. He's about five feet away from Michael Jordan. And then with my own eyes, I see Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter greet each other. Pound, hug, yo, what's up? What's up? And I'm like, there's fucking Derek Jeter, who I've met, who's always cool, and Michael fucking Jordan. Two of the best, most prolific athletes in the fucking world talking to each other and i'm like fuck it i gotta take a picture my man's like don't do that don't do that i'm like fuck this shit i'm gonna take a picture it's dark in there i knew i was i had a bullshit camera with my my iphone camera i didn't want to and i'm like i'm like about 
say 10 feet away, so I know I'm not going to get a good picture, but I take the picture. It's on Instagram. Check it out. Jeter has his back turned. Michael Jordan's wearing some crazy shit, and he's smoking a cigar. It's them. I saw it with my own two fucking eyes. All right? Then me and my friend are like, yo, we should walk away. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. I want to watch what they're going to do. They're just talking to each other. Okay, there's chicks are, are, are swarming, swarming like sharks, literally all around them. But I will say about the entire All-Star Weekend, I don't know if it was because it was freezing cold out, but normally at All-Star Weekend, the chicken heads, the groupies are out. There wasn't as many at this party because this is an exclusive party. And I just didn't see that many in, in, in the city because maybe because it was so fucking cold and the little chicken heads were covered up. You couldn't see them. Okay, but... They were all fucking over. They were all over Michael Jordan and, and Derek G. They were staring at them. So we finally walk away. And who do I walk right, like, like damn near into? Action fucking Bronson. And I'm like, oh, shit. Action fucking Bronson. What's up? And he's like, what's up, Mike? And I'm like, yo, I fuck with you hard. Now, we've texted each other because we, we, we met over Twitter. That's how we, 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 we've been in contact. I always give him props. I love him. And I'm like, yo, I fuck with you. He's like, yo, I fuck with you too. His man, Big Body, was there. He was like, yo, what up? I said, yo, I fuck with you guys hard. And he, I'm like, yo, I, you know, it's crazy. My kids have seen you perform three times, and I've never even seen you in the flesh, Bronson. He's like, yo, what up, blah, 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 blah. So we're like happy to meet each other. I'm excited. I'm like, yo, we got to fucking do I want to be on your show. I want to come eat some food. I'll eat you under the table. He's like, nah, you can't do that, Mike. I go, yeah, I can, extra Bronson. I could fucking, I, yo, let's eat sandwiches. Cook for me because he cooks. I want to fuck with you. He's like, I want to fuck with you too. No, Bruno. Anyway, so we're walking throughout the party. Here's the list of people. I see Dominique Wilkins. I see fucking Robert Parrish. Again, I see Moses Malone. I see fucking every fucking NBA player you could think of. There wasn't any NFL players. I see fucking... Uh, who else is in there? Then Ariana Grande just starts performing out of nowhere. She's on a stage downstairs. Ariana Grande is performing. I could give two fucks about Ariana Grande, but she's performing. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? Ariana Grande is performing. Who else do we see in this fucking place? Uh, all the NBA players. KD, Carmelo, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. The, the entire fucking league is in this fucking room. Every fucking body is in this fucking building. Every fucking body. Then I walk by a couch. Magic Johnson's there. And, and sitting on the couch is Dr. J. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Dr. J looks like Dr. J. He looks great. He's got the gray hair. He's talking to some beautiful chick. As he should, he's Dr. fucking J, some, some older chick. You know, like his age, maybe. like Not probably like 47, 48, but a dime piece. You know, young, you know, pretty chick. Older, I'm saying 47, 48, because Doc's probably 60. And I'm like, yo, I can't even talk to Dr. J. I can't even approach Dr. J. I said, what's up to Magic? Said, what's up to Dominique? I see him every year. He's so fucking cool to me. Said, what's up to Moses? He mumbled some shit. I couldn't know what the... I didn't know what the fuck he said. Fat Joe... I fucking see Jay-Z, see him real quick. What's up, Jay-Z? Yo, what's up? What's up? Keep it moving. Who the fuck? Else? Everybody's in there. Every fucking body is in the fucking building. And then around like, I don't know, maybe one o'clock in the morning, Prince starts performing. That's right. I said fucking Prince. Downstairs, Prince is performing. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? He's singing like the classics. He's singing new shit. He's singing controversy. I'm like, what the fuck? Do you believe in God? I'm, Prince is right there before. He got the, the afro, the crazy. He had some gold shit on. People are losing them. He's killing it. 
If Prince, it's the second time I've seen him perform live. If Prince is performing, he's never half-assed. He's shutting the shit down. And while Prince is performing, you're like, yo, this is why Prince is Prince. This motherfucker is a fucking king. He's, he's, he's on another level. So finally, we leave that night. This is Friday night. This is only Friday night, okay? We leave the fucking party. It is one of the coldest nights out. Prince performed. I think Stevie Wonder was supposed to perform afterwards. I had had enough. I had had enough of the celebrities. I had enough of the fucking NBA. I had enough of fucking Michael Jordan. I had enough of Derek fucking Jeter. I was overwhelmed, okay? I was overwhelmed. It was an overwhelmingly incredible night in New York City. I, I was tripping the fuck out. Okay, I played in my game. This is in one night. One fucking night. And uh, I'm going to take a little break right here. We're going to be right back with Saturday night. Saturday night was almost fucking crazier than, than Friday night. Once upon a time, there was a new crossover that refused to play by the rules. It flipped the script and made all the others look like fools. Featuring styling that's sexier by far and handles like a rock star. Introducing the first ever Toyota CHR. Enjoy agile handling in the body of a seductive crossover that comes with standard 18-inch alloy wheels. The first ever Toyota CHR. The perfect ride to spin your own tail. Toyota. Let's go places.